Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Running on Tap. I'm Kyle. I'm Jacqueline. Jacqueline, what are we drinking today? I am drinking a lemon-lime sour from this great brewery, La Croix-Croix-Y. La Croix-Croix-Croix-Y? <laughs> we're drinking water. Yeah, also... Uh, I thought they were LaCroix. It's from Wegmans. <laughs> I, well, I couldn't think of anything funny with Wegmans. Wegmans. Uh, so that sounds dumb. Yeah, there we go. That, that doesn't sound any better than La Croix. It's true. You, it would. I mean, Lacroix is already French. So, uh, so why are we drinking sparkling water today? Because we're no fun. That's not true. It's pre-race. It's race day eve. It's race day eve. We are drinking water because we are uh, probably once we're done recording this, we're yeah. going to go to bed and wake up. Hours before dawn so to go early. run the Baltimore 10 miler. I, it's not our first post. Well, I don't want to say post pandemic race. It's not our f- first race in the uh, the waning pandemic COVID era. Yeah, the waning pandemic is what I'm going to call it. Uh, but it is the our first, first big first race. big race. Our first like race of substantial distance. Uh, I have no idea how many people to expect. Honestly, me either. There are many waves. Uh, like six, six waves. Well, actually, we can do the math, right? There are six waves, and each wave can't have more than four hundred and fifty people. Huh? So, like three thousand people. Wow. A little less. It's crazy. Wow, it's yeah. a lot of people. Uh, so we are uh, not. You know, we're obviously th- thanks to work and social obligations. Uh, we are very delayed in recording this podcast and Sorry, delayed guys. in posting it. But we, hey, Oil we fans. say the podcast comes out on Fridays. It's going to come out on Fridays, Uh, but uh, just 12 hours later than it usually does. Uh, Or in the case of the the last episode, days later. Sorry for the inconsistent posting, everybody. Uh, But uh, yeah, we're really excited about this race. Uh, Why don't you talk a little bit about how uh, this race is different than your usual Baltimore 10 miler and uh, the changes that we've had to... um, rock with to get to this point i actually am thinking of calling it like the hunt valley 10 miler yeah because it's not in baltimore no it's not even really that close to baltimore it's not really that close to baltimore um they the race could not get the permits they that were required from the city of baltimore in time to hold the race so they are doing it in cockeysville cockneysville yeah, something like that. It's, it's something like that. It's a town in Maryland that I've never heard of. And, I mean, I don't think the race in Baltimore was supposed to be flat, but, like, Boy. this trek through the suburbs tomorrow is going to be a I journey. I don't even think it's going to be, like, I think it seems like they said, like, you're running through the fields. So yeah. it seems like we're going to be running through uh, some, like, farmland. Like, you're on like, roads. I think we're going to be in the exurbs. That's a good way to say it. We, like... It starts at Hunt Valley Town Center, Town Center, and I mean, I I sound a little like I'm hating on it. I'm not. Like, I'm so excited that race organizers like really exhausted every option to make a live race happen. Right, and they so I'm super excited about that. But the course just looks scary. It looks the the (laughs) elevation profile is no joke. It looks like. there's a really the quite large hill at number like eight yep. mile eight yeah uh, but it's like rolling hills throughout uh yep. so 
It's going to be for uh, our first 10 mile race in person in uh, since 2019, right? I think. Uh, it's going to be. We did quite... the half marathon in 2020. Right. So... Actually, I don't. Did I do cherry blossom in 20? Because I was hurt for Army 10 miler in 2019. Right. So that's it what... might be my first 10 miler in two full years. Wow. I did. I know I did Army 10 Miler in 2019, yeah. and that's uh, my last one. It, that was my PR. One, two, three, four, six. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> but I do not plan on trying to PR this race tomorrow. No, I'm, I did my long run last. So this is going to be my longest run since the virtual half marathon we did for Christmas. Yes. So it's going to be a journey. Really, I feel like a journey is the only way to describe this thing that we're embarking on. Yeah. Um. My plan is to like walk, like run, walk it. Sure. Because I feel like I'm still adjusting to the heat. I don't feel like fully in like hot runner mode. Yeah. Between the heat and like a really long run, maybe it'll be shady, but like I also am like, I'm afraid it's going to be kind of exposed if we're like all on streets. Yeah. And it looks like it's supposed to be a sunny day tomorrow. Yeah. I know. Our friends that we'll run for saying there's like good weather for it but they had that like super rainy muddy race so maybe heat and sun is good weather to them but i looked at and i was like 80 at 8 a.m like that doesn't seem like good weather to me yes um it's better than torrential downpours better than torrential downpours that's true uh yeah so i'm going out with like a real conservative race plan because i want to have fun yeah i like really want to enjoy myself and have a good experience because i'm six weeks away from starting marathon training so i sure. sort of see this as like you know put in like a nice conversational effort in like reinvigorate my love for running double distances like i'm not trying to set any speed records i just want to girls just want to have fun there you go is my motto it's good it's a good way to look at it uh what's your plan for the race very much the same i am focused on um just really like uh, keeping a consistent pace uh, keeping myself like I, I don't want to get into that that place where like you're running and it's hot and you're like just struggling for each next step like you're where you, like the last I did a a, a ten mile run recently and uh, by the time I got to like nine point five I was like I am so ready to be done yeah. like uh, I'm look I'm hoping to basically just like cruise and uh enjoy myself keep my heart rate at a manageable level and uh like enjoy the race day experience it has been so long since we've had like a real uh you know proper big race that we've been to and i'm looking forward to just like not racing but you know running out amongst the crowds and kind of uh you know there'll be spectators and like Mm -hmm. kind of uh there'll be like a post uh, a post uh, race party where we could have a couple drinks. No post race party, but there are post race beers. No, yeah, well, any any place with beers is a party. Uh, huh. So it'll be really nice to just like uh, have you know have this experience, whatever. And I'm trying to enjoy that. I do not want to. Uh, I'm not like going to come into this and be like, uh, it's time to take off and like go as hard as I can. So I doing a little business on my phone. Yeah. Uh, because we were supposed to run this in June of 2020. Yes. When do you think we registered for this race? Uh, it had to be in fall of 2019. No, you're wrong. I thought so too. Uh, February 9th of 2020. That's right. Yeah. 
So it was like just a month. Month. I had no doubt this race was going to happen then. Yeah. And now right. here we are. Uh, this is a part of the... What, 16 months later? Yeah. This is a part of the King Crab Challenge. Yes. Why that... don't you tell everyone about the King Crab so, Challenge? The King Crab Challenge is a series of three races in... Uh, I guess Frederick is technically... This, is that the D.C. suburbs? Or is that kind of... It's, it's too far out to be a D.C. suburbs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're all around, like, Maryland. They're all around Maryland, two of which there's the Baltimore 10 mile. Well, so we're doing it out of order this year. Right. Uh, because uh, Fred, the Frederick Half had to uh, make some adjustments. That's where so we're running that in the heat of the summer, too. in the real heat of the summer. <laughs> uh, so that is, uh, the Frederick Half is the usually the first race. This year it's the second race. Uh, and then there's the Baltimore 10 miler. And the Baltimore Half Marathon, which is in October. Baltimore Running Festival. Baltimore Running Festival. Which is, is like there a is 5K, a 10K, half marathon, yes. marathon. But you got to do the half or the full to count for King Crab. So, right. So you ha- if you do the the half in Frederick, the 10 miler in Baltimore, and either the half or the full in Baltimore, you get uh, the King Crab Medal, which is, I mean, it is, uh, we've talked about it before, it's a dinner plate it is it's huge you like, spotted it in expo right that's what yes kicked this so off? They, they have it at like you know generally you go to a race expo here the king crab uh races have a have a booth and these medals guys are like a crab that is the size of like like you could serve uh like a steak of side of potatoes yeah you could you could serve on the crab. crab mashed potatoes and whatever have you on this big metal and uh, I just have coveted it for a long time. To give you, I, I was looking this up today and the 2019 one actually lit up too. Oh my God. Because how can you make it more extra? So the metal, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, is so large that like it comes with like a neck strap so you can hang it up, but it also comes with like a kickstand on the back so you can like stand it up like a picture frame. Amazing. Like that's how big it is. Yeah. And I think it might break our metal That's rack. That's why I've kind of been thinking about, like, how much stress can our metal rack really take? Might have to get a separate one. We, we could hang, like, raw iron hooks yes. and put, like, this single metal on the hook. Yeah. They're very large. Yes. So and I and love them. We we weren't... We obviously wanted to do this the trio of races in 2020. And, like, we really want to do the King Crab. Yeah. So... When the Frederick Running Festival got bumped, we were like, "Wow, well, like we want to do all three. So it's like fingers crossed. Yeah, looking like it's actually going to happen this year, which is super exciting. Exactly, and like it's a, uh, it's one of those scenarios where it's, it is not. We we kind of thought about this a lot when they decided to move the ten miler. It is not going to be the typical King Crab Challenge. <laughs> this race, this race is. You know, we're running it like it's going to be run out of order. This race is being held about 45 minutes north of Baltimore. Like it's it's every year the medal has a different zoo animal because it, it finishes. finishes at the zoo. Yes. But we're just running around like middle of nowhere and getting a cheetah medal. So it's uh <laughs> but like you know it's very much one of those like nothing no other yep no other people who run this race aside from this year will have this experience. Yep. And so it ended up that ended up trumping the um desire to do it the traditional version i should say so this is our first non-virtual race eve in a really long time yeah 
What does your routine look like? Well, we did the first part of it earlier, which is uh, pasta. The uh, well, usually we have a different bolognese sauce. Bolognese. 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 Uh, so uh, literally doing a face palm. Uh, yes. Uh, but you made the marathon bolognese from uh, the run fast, cook fast. Run fast, cook fast, eat slow. Eat slow. Usually you do. Is it, is it also the marathon bolognese from uh, Run Fast? No. Slow, so usually they slow? they have like a meatball recipe. So right. I like I just don't form them into meatballs. I leave out the egg and the almond meal, but I just like brown the rest of the, the ingredients and chuck in some sauce. Gotcha. Uh, but we we always do like a Shalane Flanagan and the Lise Kopecky yes. sauce. And so we did that. You made some uh, some pull apart some pull apart garlic bread, which was excellent. And uh, and a little side salad, and so that's kind of our standard pre-race meal. Like, uh, we'll always have spaghetti or some sort of new ball, uh, some sort of noodles, and uh, a red sauce pasta. Yep. And you know, gotta have garlic bread, little little side. Uh, so we have that meal. We're running ten. Mi- I'm pretty sure this is like the same thing we've eaten before marathons. But I was like, it's race day, we're eating all the carbs. That's what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> Listen, still still gonna need it all. Uh, I would have had a bigger bowl of pasta if we were running the marathon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. We had, like, a reasonable amount of pasta. Yeah, we had a normal amount of pasta instead of, like, the massive helping. Uh, so um, we do that. Uh, I slam water. Yep. And then uh, after we're done with this, what I'm going to do is go lay out my flat runner. Got to lay out the I flat put, runner. I put my bib on the shirt tonight. You do. So as to not have to fiddle with it in the foggy-brained early hours of morning. Uh, so I will do that and lay it all out and um, try to get to bed early, uh, which I've struggled with in the past, feeling like it might be easier tonight as it's uh, like it's not, it's not it's only a few minutes past 8 o'clock here and like I can already feel like, oh, I'm starting to get tired. So um, that's the nice part about waking up at 5.30 in the morning now for work. Uh, but I, we try to get a nice early night's sleep and then inevitably like wake up a bunch of times, like everyone who has ever had to wake up early does. Uh, and then wake, wake up in the morning, have a bagel, yep. some cream cheese, and then we will, um, well, usually it's like, and then head to the race site, be there in 20 minutes, but, uh, maybe yep. we'll take our bagels on Bit the road tomorrow. Yeah. We about an hour and a half drive or something like that. I, I do think because... We're like eating breakfast so early before the race. It's going to pose a bit of a fueling challenge. I'm a little worried about that. Um, so we have bananas to take in the car and we have Gatorade to take in the car. So we'll oh, be able to like consume some easy calories on the way. Because I was a little worried about eating breakfast being hungry two and a half before. hours before race start. Because I don't, I think I'm going to run with Gatorade. Mm. I'm going to run with my Camelback. Yep. I'm going to run, I think, with Gatorade in my handheld bottle. Sure. But other than that, I'm, I'm not, like, taking any gels or anything. Yeah. So I want to make sure I'm, like, topped off. For sure. One other thing I, I do mentally before uh, a race. Like, I, I think I've already set set it out now and know, like, what I'm, what my goal is tomorrow and, like, whatever. But, like, I have done it before. Marathons, I before, before the OBX marathon, before the Army 10-miler that I PR'd, like, it was, like... I didn't really figure out until like laying in bed that night, like, okay, yeah, that's what I feel like doing tomorrow. Like, I feel like, like, I feel like going for a PR or like, I feel like break, trying to break four, four hours in the, you know, uh, at, at OBX. And it takes until then to really um, think about it. 
Uh, and then like, I don't know if it's like the haphazard nature of it, but it kind of gives me like a fresh motivation right at the end. Totally. Uh, so, because because like, usually like people will ask you know uh, as you're training, oh what what time are you shooting for? This will be the only the first time I like have a, a concrete answer. Uh, usually, it's always like eh, I want to be about here. Mm. But that night that night before is usually a big like goal setting fresh kick of like the little spark for race day that uh fires me up too that makes sense how about you what's your pre-race routine like well we've talked about our like go-to pre-race dinner yes uh i also lay out my flat runner i like Can we explain what a flat runner is oh maybe um i just lay out all my clothes that i'm gonna wear and i sort of put them out as if i'm laying on the floor in so them you do it, <laughs> it the, it's a weird thing. you do it that way i order them in the order in which i'm going to put them on in the morning Oh. So like I put my shirt I, I put my shirt down like on the ground first and then like it's uh my shorts and then and then like like my undershirt, my uh, underwear, my socks, like I, I lay them all out so I you, can see. You lay it. it all out and I go like as a stack, kind of. It's a weird thing, but I think it's a thing that most runners do. Um and I like I'm not nervous about the race tomorrow, like I feel pretty confident I can finish it. Like I ran nine miles two weeks ago and I was fine. Like as long as I take it slow and I'm smart about it, like, and I've run way farther, right? Like, but I like laying out my clothes, I get like really antsy. Yeah. And I like say, every, I mean, this is more anxiety, I think, than like race prep, but like I say everything, like I'm like, okay, like now I'm going to put my shirt down and then I'm going to like, th these are my socks and like, these are my underwear. And I like talk. To the point, like, when my mom and I would go on, like, racecations, she would be like, you are unpleasant to be around right now. Like, I'm leaving. And when she came down for the Marine Corps Marathon, wouldn't stay with us. Because she's like, you're bad enough. I'm not dealing with two of you the night before a big race. <laughs> so, I'm going to go upstairs and get, like, really worked up doing my flat runner. I don't put my bib on until the morning. Because I, I, I find that I can't get it on straight. Yeah, so... I put the shirt on, put it on, take the shirt off. Oh, that is a way to do it. I will not do it that way. Mm, makes sense. I always put it on in the morning, and then I'll probably pack a bag of like dry clothes to bring after. Uh, that's smart. Yeah, I, I do that too. I left it up. Yeah, uh, and then I feel like I would not make it through training if I didn't like have a goal the whole time. Like I've sure. never. I've been in a race and been like, yeah, I feel pretty good. I think I'm going to push it. But I've never, like the night before, been like, what am I going to do tomorrow? Sure. Um, excuse me. Hey, even though we're drinking salsa water, you still, still get to give me burp. Still burping on the car. Um, I usually make a playlist. Okay. Like a fresh playlist of like songs I'm really into or like songs I haven't heard in a while. And I'm like, oh, like I'll get pumped when this comes on tomorrow. So I usually like go through and make a new Spotify playlist. I kind of did that with my, po my podcast today. I'm like, commute home. I was like, what am I going to listen to tomorrow? And I started like putting them in a list to, to listen to. Yeah, I'll probably do music during the race. Yeah, I I don't know. I always feel... Uh, I did have a great run a couple weekends ago listening to podcasts. Maybe uh, I will. I love listening to podcasts just because it, it's a very like amidst the chaos, something calm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, getting that all set ahead of time. I uh, I essentially have I had did that for my very first half marathon and then I've been running off that playlist for uh, wow for years now. I get so bored of them. 
Yeah, I mean, well, I, I only run it like only for races, and that because I know it's like sure it is all like pump up music, and like yeah, sometimes you don't want to listen to all pump up music. I do. Plus, like, haven't you like found music you like since then? Yeah, now it's kind of like ended up being like throwback songs because I'm like, ah, oh. this song, I really like this song in 2017. Like, uh, I don't know what I'm gonna be in the mood to listen to tomorrow, but I'll like. I'll probably I can actually probably do that on the drive tomorrow too. Yeah, if you don't sleep. Um but I do always try to come up with a playlist. Smart. Uh is there anything about tomorrow? What's what's the thing that's making you like most nervous about tomorrow right now? I honestly like just being in a crowd. Being sure. in a crowd in the heat are the two things that like make me kind of anxious. Don't because... often run races at this time of year. Right. I just don't, I don't want to like get overheated and get sick and have a bad experience. Right. Um, I'm not that nervous about the crowd. Like we'll be outside, you're supposed to wear a mask before the start. But when I said like, oh, it'll be almost like 3,000 people. Yeah. I'm like, that's a lot of people. It is a lot of people. Um, so I could, not that, I mean, we are both thankfully vaccinated. So not that there's any like safety aspect, but I could see myself like just getting sort of overwhelmed sure. with all of it. You know, being at a big race and being in a lot of people and like getting to the start line, like it's just, it's a sort of race day morning is a muscle I haven't flexed in a while. Sure. So I guess I'm like more nervous about sort of like getting into that routine again and having it not be like too much. Sure. If that makes sense. Yeah, it totally does. I, I think that's going to be the big challenge uh, tomorrow. I mean, like, I'm like sitting here thinking, like, okay, so like you have to wear a mask before it starts. What do I do with my mask when, like, my wave goes off? Like, am I going to put it in my belt? Am I going to put it in my camelback? Like, I need to wear it afterwards. What if I put it and I get sweat, soaked with sweat and, like, I don't want to do that? Like, it's the, all those kind of yeah. thoughts are, like, going through my head. And, like, that's just kind of stuff that you don't usually deal with on a race day. I have, like, a front pocket in my yeah. water, my hydration pack that I can tuck it right in. I think nice. that'll be perfect. I can't remember if buffs are allowed if it must be like mask mask i don't know but i don't want to run in a buffs and i feel Definitely like not that's yeah. gonna be that, i'm gonna lose a headphone taking off a buff that so period of my life is over i'm going with mask. i'll wear it in the winter not now uh yeah i think that's going to be uh kind of a shock to the system a little bit is getting used to uh you know being around people again and running through a crowd totally I do think it will be a lot to have a lot of people around. Because, I mean, like, the race we did was, like, a rolling start, and it was, like, pretty small. Yeah, and, I like, you're not really around uh, too many people at the beginning or right. the end. Like, I think I, I like, finished alongside one person. Yeah. And, like, as opposed to finishing alongside, like, five, usually, or whatever. And, like, there was no one behind me, no one in front of me. Like, it's going to be very different in that that instance but also like this is gonna be wave starts and usually start a wave with thousands of people all at once right as opposed to just like you know 400 or so is still uh smaller than the average wave start i guess for sure but that's gonna be interesting i do worry about the heat and the hills together are the thing that is giving me like i think this is usually like this is no race season like right this is like especially around here uh, race season usually goes from March to late May. April, May. I think you've done a you did, I a, did half, a half in early May. You did a half in early May, and that's usually the cutoff. And then yeah. like it goes dark all summer, and then it comes back in September. 
And uh, yeah. so I'm looking and like, it's going to be 66. Right. Uh, I'm super glad they're starting it early. Yeah, which is great. It's going to be 66 around the start time, which isn't terrible. We've done worse recently. Right. But uh, it's still going to be warm. And these hills are like, I mean, I don't know. I guess we, we run around hills a lot here now. But Right. Like, if it, we were coming from like the city, I would be even more worried. I yeah. also am like, I have like similar fears about like the heat and the hills and like, there are only three aid stations. So, like, if you get screwed in between them, you're kind of just screwed. Yeah. But... Walking for, like, three miles to find yeah. the next aid station, yeah. But, like, you can always walk, right? Like, you get too hot, you get... Like, the hills are too much. You can always walk. Yeah. That's what I'm kind of telling myself. And I, my plan is... I said this already, but like my plan is to, like, run walk it from the start. Nice. Because then I won't get, like, overheated and be, like, walking miles at a time, right? I'll be, like consistently walking throughout that's the hope yeah that's that's smart i think i'm just gonna go in a nice well for me for the marathon too that's what i did yeah. virtual so right i know that you don't like breaking I, I, yeah I, I i'm i am one of those people who if i start walking i don't stop walking and yeah. I, like I, so like uh having the the mental consistency of like you are running on this, this is what you are doing and then like once I start walking, it's like, oh, well, you can start walking now. You can start walking now. And, like, that happens with every marathon I run where, like, I run for, like, the first 20-some-odd miles. And then, like, I, I you know, and then and it's run-walk a lot in the, in the last bit because I've, like, my, my mind is that it's like, oh, this is an option. So, uh... That's super interesting. I actually feel like... Because it's not, like oh, I'm going to run until I don't feel like it anymore, and then I'm going to walk. Like, I'm like, I'm going to run for five minutes and walk for a minute. So I'm like, if I, like, feel like walking at minute four, I'm like, nope, you get a break in a minute. Like, yeah. I feel like mentally it's better for me to, like, it, com- it like, makes me commit to run the time in between because I know a walk is coming yeah. up. Yeah, no, that's smart because, like, so for me it's more like I only... Didn't like, even give yourself the choice. I didn't give myself the choice, and so then at that point I'm, like, I'm, I'm bargaining. So I'm like, all right, run to that that light pole okay well you know you know that light pole is a little far let's just stop here and, and then, or like run for five minutes and then like i get four minutes in and i'm like what's the difference between four and five really so like it ends up being like once i have um once i've given my cinch- myself the seal. once yeah once i give myself an inch i take a mile essentially and uh so i like i think and you know i i think tomorrow like it's gonna be like it's gonna be a pace thing right like yeah i i for instance, in our 5K, went off at like a, not a sprint, but pretty close. Oh yeah. So like I'm going to you do tr- not do that. Gonna make sure like okay like I'm like I have 9:30 in my as like a as like an average pace for the race 9:30 I'd be super happy with, and so like I'll go out and try and be a little above that honestly. Yeah. So so like can just like kind of get my bearings and get into a groove, and that's like I, I like I, I like to go for more consistency and then like you know going more intervals or anything like that yeah i i know what you're saying but i just do want to like get in very quickly when i run walk like i'm talking about my mile splits are super even yeah like i I am really consistent my my pace is fluctuating but like over the course of the race i find that i run way more even splits than i do that than than when if i try to run the whole thing because i poop out at the end more of an effort consistency yes. than, than a um than a speed consistency like 
just so interesting. I feel like I get that minute break and like I feel like I'm back at the starting line. It like totally huh. refreshes me and I'm like, oh, just ready to go for another five. Interesting. Yeah. Everyone's different. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that, that that is like strategizing around that is kind of the big challenge for tomorrow. But yeah. I'm also looking forward to, they have Harpoon. Love at, Harpoon. Uh, at the end of the race. Two, two free beers, which is great. It's weird because I feel like normally races sort of like showcase local beers. Like I would think it would be like Flying Dog or something yeah. remotely like Baltimorean, Marylandian. Yeah. Um, but not going to complain. Love Harpoon. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I saw that and I was like, oh, I like Harpoon. Like, yeah. It's great. Um, so that's going to be really nice. And also, like, sorry, can I interrupt? No, yeah, go for it. Uh, it's really nice they're doing that. Like, the last one, they just, like, handed us a bag and we're like, go away. Yeah. Like, the fact that they're even still doing beer at the finish line is, like, such a novel thing. I feel like it could be a Bud Light and I'd be like, this is incredible. It'll be the first time that we ever stopped for, like, the Mick Ultra at the end. That's like the, like, you run the Marine Corps Marathon and you get, like, a big, a, a Mick, Michelob Ultra at the, no it's the rock, rock and roll, roll rock yeah and roll. You, you run the whole thing you get a Mick, a Mick Ultra and it's like there's not nice beer at the end of Marine Corps either no I, I think it's Miller or yeah. something like that like it's it's like it, it is always appreciated when yes. like I don't want to run a long race and then like actually have to drink like you know beer flavored water like Michelob Ultra or something like that but uh, having a, like a, a, a solid beer at the end of it like it's gonna be and like it's a big win if I see like it. Not that it'll make me sign up, but if I see that a race yeah. has like good beer at the end, I'm like, oh, that's a plus. Uh, it's also like um, the the temperature is going to be warm by then. Yes. Like it won't be like the races usually where you're like, ah, oh, I'm cold. Yes. Time to get inside. Like it'll be like, oh, like I'll we'll go change change into some dry clothes and then and like enjoy and hang out for a bit. So that's it's gonna be really fun. We are definitely excited for it and like. I don't know. Uh, it's going to be a good a good day. We will definitely check in with you guys after the fact and do a race review. Yeah. Uh, so this will we'll, we'll wrap it up. We don't have much. How was your sparkling water? It was delicious. I think Kyle's trying to wrap up sooner because I'm about to do the part of my pre-race ritual that I did not talk about. <laughs> Always got to do that part of the ritual. It is uh, it's crucial. It's very important. Uh, so please. Follow us on Instagram at Running on Tap. Uh, rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, mostly on other. And uh, thank you all so much for listening. And we will talk to you post race.